Hey, my people, welcome back to my podcast, Like It Is with Melissa. It's your girl, Melissa Freeman. And today we are going to talk about interviewing what you all call today dating. Let's get it. So let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. First, let's focus on the language. The world calls it dating. I am telling you today, it is called interviewing. And if you haven't gotten my book, or you're thinking about getting my book, and you're someone who's in the process of interviewing, you need to get my book. What's Butterflies Got to Do With It? You all can purchase it right on my website, www.likeitiswithmelissa.com. www.likeitiswithmelissa.com. So let's get into the language piece. This is the most important part about what I'm about to say. See, changing the language changes your perspective. Therefore, the way you interact and what you do when you go out to eat with someone or you're trying to get to know someone, it totally shifts. It no longer is going to be attached to your heart and they won't be able to pull at your heart. And let's really think about it. When we are interviewing, we want to make sure we have a clear mind, a clear heart. And sometimes that can't happen if you are too invested when you don't know enough information. When you say that you're interviewing, you look at it as an interview. I am here to gather information. I am here to figure out who you are. I am here to figure out who you may be five years from now. And not just that, I want to see if you are a good fit for me. And if you're not a good fit and you fail the first, second or third interview, then peace. I want us to kind of get that mentality like I can move on. There will be other people I will meet. If you don't fit what I'm bringing to the table, then I need to move on. Think about when you go on an interview or when you are interviewing someone. The first interview is really just a moment where you're trying to get a feel of who this person is. Do you think they would fit well in your community or in your organization? Do you feel like the way they're answering the questions allows you to feel like you're really getting to know this person? Are they being transparent? Are they being real? You really want to essentially feel their energy you want to feel their spirit, their vibes that they give off when you're with them. And then if they pass that first interview and you feel like you like what you heard and you like what you see, then therefore you go on your second interview or you interview the person the second time. Notice that in the second interview, there is always more than one person. There is always two or three and the reason for that is they want to see if you have any different feedback than what they already said they already could see in that person. Do you see what I see? Do you feel what I feel? Do you think they will be a good fit? Or do you feel like that little feeling I have in my gut that they wouldn't be a good fit is what you feel as well? Basically, it's to see if our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts match. Because after an interview, they sit around a table, and I know this because I do this with my job, and you debrief what qualities, what characteristics 
Did you notice in that person? You debrief how they answer certain questions. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to answer every question perfectly, but you want to see if this person is willing to grow, this person is willing to learn, and this person is willing to adjust to your community. And so essentially, just like we do that for jobs, it is the same way when you are interviewing. So moving forward, I am no longer going to say dating because it's not dating. So I'm not going to use that word. So y'all just adjust your ears, adjust your mind to the word interview, because that's the word I'm going to use for the rest of this episode. It is called interviewing. And you know what? I think you need to say it with me right now. It is called interviewing. Say it with me now. Come on. It is called interviewing. And I know I have experienced having three interviews. Yeah, three and sometimes four. And then sometimes they actually like give you work to do that. They want you to, you know, email back to them so they can look it over too. They want to get a full, full, whole, whole vision of who you are, which I think is very amazing. And I also kind of honor jobs that do that because they're really trying to find someone who will not just be a part of the community but also they can see that this person could stay with the company for a long time maybe even end up retiring there and isn't that what we do when we are interviewing when we are interviewing someone that we could possibly see ourselves being with we want to also see can you be a good fit for me later in life are you someone that I think will stay and we know all jobs have issues right there's always going to be something there's always going to be some drama there's always going to be something happening can you stay and thrive through that can you continue to be consistent through that those are the things that Everyone is looking for when they're hiring someone. But when you are on your interview and you're looking for a mate, you are doing the same exact thing. You want to see, I mean, maybe you're a good fit now, but will you be a good fit later? And that's what you want to see. Can you stay? Will you be able to be faithful? Will you be committed? Will you be able to overcome through trials or obstacles in a relationship will you stay you want to see that and you want to feel that and so when you interview your questions should sound something like this who are you where do you see yourself in five years what are your goals what are your visions if someone wants to describe you what characteristics would they say about you What's one thing that you are working on in your life? How do you feel about having kids? How do you feel about adopting? How do you feel about traveling? And then I am asking surface questions right now. But you want to get into some deeper stuff. So I know for me, my core values is my spiritual walk. So when I met my husband, I asked him those core value questions right the first day I didn't even wait 
I didn't waste any time. I asked those questions because I was getting sick of just going out to eat and just realizing that I was wasting my time. So instead of wasting my time, I would dive right in. So it's all up to you how you want to start your interview. But I know for me, I dived right in. I asked questions like, do you go to church? Why do you go to church? Are you saved? What does saved mean to you? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? When did you get filled with the Holy Ghost? What are you doing now in your church? Why is that so important to you? Why is church important to you? And how serious is your walk in your relationship with Christ? I had so many deep questions the first time. I didn't wait. I'm not telling you you have to do what I did, but I am saying in so many words, don't waste your time. Your time is valuable. The great thing about changing your language is like I said, you change your perspective. So your perspective is now, I don't need to be connected to you. I am getting to know who you are. I am interviewing you. I don't need to like you. I am interviewing you. It changes everything. And when your perspective changes, the way you interview changes. Like you come to the restaurant prepared to pay if you need to. Like you don't come expecting the person to take care of you or fully wine and dine you. Yes, you want to be treated well, but you're not expecting so much because you're not together. You are interviewing. And with that being said, when you treat it that way and you walk away and that you could say that interview did not go well, you just you brush you brush your feet off and you keep it moving. You brush your feet off and you keep it moving. You're not feeling down and out. You're not feeling like, oh, I'm going to end up being by myself for the rest of my life. You keep it moving. So it's up to you. You could dive right in or you could take your time asking your questions. Just make sure you do not get attached to this person. Don't get attached because then you'll become blind. Then you won't see what you need to see. Then things will not be revealed. Okay. But just like in the third or fourth in interview, I want to mention this, that your family or a close friend, someone needs to be introduced to him so they can kind of tell you like what's what they can kind of tell you what it is um, without you feeling like they're being judgmental, but more of like, I just want to see, do you see what I see? Do you feel what I feel? And oftentimes it's your family members. And it's your close friends who will be honest with you. Um, and you need that. I'm telling you right now, do not fool yourself. Don't think you know everything. Don't think you see everything. No one is perfect. You are going to overlook some things. You are going to simply just not see some things. And it's not even your fault. It's just our experiences in our life is what allows us to see what we see. And the things we don't see is because we didn't have some experiences in our lives. And that's okay. And that's normal, which is why you need to pull other people in. Just pull other people in and get a second, third and fourth opinion. Remember and remind yourself you are interviewing. You are interviewing. 
You're not doing anything but that. And it's easy. It is so easy to get sucked in if he's fine or she's sexy. It's so easy to get sucked in if their bodies look great. It is so easy to get sucked in if they are charming or if she's just very nice when she speaks. It's easy to get sucked in. And so don't get sucked in. You're interviewing. You are interviewing. But I want to say this. Pick something up that has writing on it, a book, a piece of paper. I need you to do this for me, please. Because I want you to see and I want to demonstrate what it looks like when you decide that you get too close during your interview. Pick it up. I want you to hold it in your hand. Stretch your arms all the way out so that it's far enough for you to read and just kind of read it. I know for me, it's just easy to read, right? It's like further away from my eyes and I can read it. Now, what I want you to do is take that and move closer and closer and closer and closer to your eyes. Bring it close up to your face. So now that is right in front of your face, which kind of demonstrates how close you can get to a person. Now you're so, so close. You cannot read what that paper says. And that is exactly what happens during an interview when we get too close. Now you cannot read the things that you need to read about this person. Now you are blinded. Now you cannot see. And furthermore, you've now let them get so close where now they can deceive you. Now they can make you believe some things that may not be so. So take your time. What is the rush? Take your time. I know that when you're a certain age, you just feel like I need to be married. I need to be with someone. I want a companion. I want to have a family. I remember these feelings. So I know how you feel right now. And I know that they're real feelings. And those feelings are okay. It just simply means you are someone that sometime in your life, you want to take care of someone and you want to have people around you. And I think that's great and awesome. I just don't want you to pick the wrong person. Because then essentially, it still kind of ruins your future. You want to pick the right person who's going to fit who you are now, and then who you are in the future. Listen, are y'all ready for a nugget, though? I'm about to drop this nugget. Let me drop this nugget on you right now. When we talk about finding someone who is going to fit us, most of the time we pick someone who fits us for that moment. Or we say, I want someone who can go through trials and tribulations with me and not give up, but stay there and be faithful. And that's great. But what about when you start to evolve and you start to change and you start to grow? You also want someone who can deal with your growth and deal with anything that you've added to your life to increase who you are as a, a human being. You want to make sure that you're picking someone who, yes, will go with you due to suffering, but also go with you as you're growing and developing and maturing. Um, and as other doors and opportunities are opening up for you. So it's not enough to say, I want someone who, if I'm suffering, will suffer with me. You need to also say, I want someone who can stick with me and be with me 
if I start to change and get better at what I do or mature in my career or walk into my gifts or my callings, I want someone who's able to sustain in those moments too. I'll say it this way. Look at my girl, Mary J. She was happy. She was good. But then the moment that she continued to do what she loves doing and do what she's absolutely great at, which is singing. You can see that comments were made by her husband that, you know, she's getting up in age. Why is she still doing that? Almost like trying to put out her light or tell her she's that's enough. Like now it's time to stop. You need someone who's going to push you even when you get older and you're still doing what you love. Just because you're older doesn't mean you stop. It doesn't mean you quit. Like it just means that now you have or should have mastered what you've been doing so long that you can still use your gift in in different ways now. So it's not enough to say be with me while we're I'm suffering or going through whatever I go through, but also be with me when I'm growing and using what God has given me. Don't be with someone who's going to limit you. You do not want to be limited. You want to be able to do that all that you're supposed to do, all that you're called to do. So in the interview phase, and this has been a question that someone asked me many times, how long is the interview phase? I'm like, as long as there is not a ring on your finger. Did the person put a ring on your finger? Or did the person propose? All right, then you are still interviewing. I don't care if it's a year, you're still interviewing. And as the old folks used to say, time will tell. Time will tell who that person is. Give them time. They'll show themselves. And Maya Angelou, love her, her quote, love her and her quote, everything she says, actually. But one that always stands out when I talk about this is when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So if you are with someone and they're showing you certain things, that's who they are. If it's a duck, it sounds like a duck, it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It is what it is. Don't try to change it or think you can change it. Listen, let's get on that. My second nugget for today. You cannot change anyone. You cannot change anyone. Don't go through the interview thinking that the things that you don't like to see or hear or feel when you're with them, you can change that. You cannot change anyone. Only God can change someone. So if your thought walking out that door, ending the night is, well, I like this and I like that. And that was great. I didn't like this, but I think I could, I could help him or her change that. I think I could help them and support them in that area and make them better. Uh, wrong answer. You have already set yourself up. When you start thinking that way, then everything else that you see after that, you think you can change. Listen, say it with me. I cannot change anyone. I cannot change anyone. You cannot change anyone. Don't even try. Don't attempt to. And don't let it be one of your goals. Don't feel like it is your job. And maybe that's why you met them was because you're there to help them and change them and develop them and take care of them. No, 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 sweetie. No, honey. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. It was not God designed for you to come and now change someone. 
Now, if you interview someone and you see that they have some faults, you can definitely pray for them. I'm not saying don't pray for your sisters and your brothers, but I'm saying don't take it on like it's your job and your responsibility and your duty and maybe your your destiny because you're going out to eat with this person. Like use wisdom. Use wisdom. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, it is interviewing, not dating, interviewing, not dating. Dating sounds too much like you connected and you're not really connected yet. You're just interviewing. You're just interviewing. That's what you're doing. And when you interview, it helps you to keep your perspective in line. It helps you to make sure you're going into the interview with a straight head um, and not becoming overwhelmed or overflowing with the butterflies. What's butterflies got to do with it? All in your gut and your belly and you're feeling all extra good because he's so fine or she's so sexy. Mm-mm-mm. Don't go there because what's butterflies got to do with it? Absolutely nothing. Butterflies fade. They don't stay forever. It's cute and all in the beginning, but they don't stay forever. Those butterflies fade away and then you're facing reality and real life issues. It doesn't mean that they're no longer fine or sexy. It just means that now that's not something that's putting butterflies in your gut. Later, as you are connecting, what will put butterflies in your gut is their character. It'll be how they treat you, how they honor your family, how they honor your parents, how they love their parents. Those are the things that make you feel like I'm making a good choice. Butterflies fade. Don't get too connected to those butterflies because they don't last very long. And that's okay. They're not supposed to. So what's butterflies got to do with it? Absolutely nothing. Listen, y'all, I am so happy you joined me today. I am so happy that you are a part of this journey with me. I am just so grateful and thankful for this opportunity to just speak into your life. So my people, my people, my people, it is time for me to tap out. But listen, there will be more episodes about interviewing and there'll be more episodes about my book but you need to go get my book because I'm not going to give every little thing I just can't that's the purpose of my book what's butterflies got to do with it you can purchase it on my website www.likeitiswithmelissa.com all right people love you peace and blessings